0: This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanacef and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plisé. Now, here's Jamil.
1: Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody, welcome to Brewing with Style. We do that occasionally. We do. Yeah. I mean, you do. You still homebrew and tasty? I still homebrew. Yes. I'm more like just fiddling around more, though. I'm not like uh, I brew for two reasons. One is an event. Somebody you know has uh-huh. an event. I have an event. Whatever. Right. Or events, so I might, might make 15 gallons of a beer and serve it three times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or somebody might have a wedding or something like that. I make beer for it. Right. Uh, the other is just experiment, try new things. I've got some. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some different base malts from, uh, some, from some unusual suppliers. I'm going to give those a try and uh, right. do some trials, if you will, mm-hmm. involving some, some sensory sort of stuff afterwards and see if uh, these different base malts make a difference in the beer. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and I get people ask me all the time, like, uh, do you still homebrew? <laughs> and, and what I tell them is, yes, I do. I, you know, technic- it's the bigger te- batch te- technically, no, because it's not at home, but just my, I, I'm doing the same darn thing. It's just on a much larger scale now, and it's at a, you know, at a commercial brewery, but right. I still consider myself a home brewer. I mean, we still well, do, we still do things- all sorts of wacky stuff, and <laughs> we're doing do. more and more wacky stuff now because
1: it's there's this bigger risk when, at your level. Yeah,
2: who cares? So yeah, you know, at at one point, you know, thirty seven barrels was a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, we and first I'm like, started Well out. I can't I, I can't be nutso with thirty seven barrels of beer. <laughs> now I've gotten to the point where it's like, eh, well so what? That's you a, know, it doesn't a, work out, we'll it, it, the that's drains, why we kept those little bitty <laughs> fermenters. <laughs> right. The drain, the drain's right there. Yeah. You know, if as yeah. I tell my guys, I'm like, it don't work out, it drain's right there. So we uh. recently did um uh, Blood of Jupiter, which is we took uh, Sangiovese grape skins from a local winery, uh, Green Valley that makes these really great wines, uh-huh. and uh, we took two thousand pounds, and we they were pressing their their skins. Uh, I sent my guys in the van. They got two totes full of skins, two thousand pounds, and then pick it up on the forklift and shoveled in through the manway <laughs> into the f- maggot fermenter or into the fermenter fermenter okay. Uh, a 60 barrel fermenter it filled it up to the door with with skins cool! and then and then we you know and then we pumped in uh a wort and fermented it because it's got a lot of natural yeast oh you did add yeast we had a little bit because oh. i was worried about the the wine yeasts or the yeast that were on the grapes being able to consume maltose so oh, we, we to make put it in a finish. slug of one to, to consume the maltose yes yeah. so we did that we did uh just recently, with Michael Fairbrother, our good friend from uh, Moonlight Brewing, yeah, uh, we did uh, another collaboration. Oh, another, with another a, beer, right. we did, beer! We did the Evil Bee. It yeah. was the Honey IPA. Yeah. turned out great. So he was back out. He teaches class at UC Davis once a year. And so while he's out here, I'm like, all right, Michael, we need to do you know another another beer. And so this year we did uh, what we're calling Bloody Bee, which is whoa whoa that sounds. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little... little uh, yeah,
1: kind of edgy.
2: <laughs> well, so what it was is we were going to go with a Belgian, like a Belgian golden, which we did. And then uh, we um, added 360 pounds. We only had like 20 barrels. We added 360 pounds of orange blossom honey after once fermentation was started. 360 pounds of orange blossom honey, 252 pounds of... A blood orange puree. That's where the bloody part comes in. Oh, I see. Michael comes up with these great names. And then we uh, added uh, three pounds of uh, orange skin and 100 pounds of dextrose. And all that, we got up to, it's real close to 20% ABV. I
1: was going to say, this is like in the
2: teens. (laughs) 20? 20. I'm like, I want to do 20. Can you make a beer
1: like that? Yeah, Sure.
3: Maybe not in Texas. A little higher, you get your own TV show. TV goes. Yeah, it
1: could be like those brew
3: dog guys. No, they yeah. don't care. It's <laughs> Texas. Come on, they let anything happen. It's weird, <laughs> especially in the crack. Um, wow, twenty
1: percent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty good. It's not. He, it's not, he not knocked sweet out. You say or, 20, 20 barrel.
2: Yeah. So I, I I think I will net twenty barrels. I see. After the blood orange and the. Oh, are no, the crack? Um, I mean, it's
1: yeah. nothing new. Ain't in the honey.
2: Oh, no, it, it actually tastes pretty good. Does it? You know, even at 70 degrees. Does it degrees, hide the alcohol? No. Well, can't. at 70 degrees, the alcohol, uh, everyone was like, wow, the alcohol is really mellow in this. Oh, even oh, when well, it's, yeah. well, it's cold, it might be. Uh, right, right. I mean, you you, you get this warming sure, feeling of you know, the travel there, scale, right, right, huh? right, right. But, uh, yeah, it's not a harsh alcohol. So I'm wow. excited about that. But, you know, it, get back to my point. It's homebrewing. It's just on a larger scale. It's the same crazy no, no. crazy crap that yeah. we are doing before as homebrewers. So you like, yeah, ah.
1: you're just taking bigger risks now that your you know, yeah. balls are on the table. Right, but... So you yeah. can lot more off any time. Hey,
2: we dump like three, $4,000. Yeah. Big deal. It's another CO2 yeah. delivery. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. No, it's expensive, and we can't afford to dump three, $4,000, but we we would anyways. Just like, you know, as a homebrewer, you should do the same
1: thing. Oh, no. Always be prepared to uh, fill your beer away.
2: Right. I mean, you know, but experimentation, homebrewing, that's you know, that's
1: the, the beauty of the hobby is right.
2: is being willing to take that risk. Yeah. You know, you and I have both run across homebrewers where it's like, oh, twenty five cents for a whirlflock tablet? No, I can't I can't afford that. That's like, really? I mean, what the hell are you homebrewing for? You yeah. should homebrew and you should say, Oh, look, I can throw gold leaf in my my beer, and if it doesn't turn out, uh, it'll just go. You yeah. know, it'll feed the plants, yeah. no problem. Right. You should be willing to do whatever crazy thing you think of, yep. And you should be willing to take that risk because the risk is fairly small. If I you if you can't afford, you know, yeah. forty bucks or a hundred bucks right. for a batch of beer that's gone wrong, I don't know.
3: It's one of those things that you kind of can't half ass, or there's no point to it.
2: Right, I mean, go for it. That's what
3: you're saying yeah if you're yeah. gonna go for it you should go right. for it fully if you're gonna be bold be
1: bold yeah. be a home brewer be you know go for it do do something yeah. extra special pay it forward I mean that uh, a lot of the uh, creativity in in, in uh, process and recipe development is coming from home brewers mm-hmm. those are the ones that aren't afraid to take a chance or dump a batch here and there or just in general yeah. you know take risks they'll try something insane yeah. they'll take it to some some brewery and say look
2: this was insane, but it worked. Or they'll become they'll be professional like, themselves. they'll be like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Let's do a collaboration, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But if you're just like, well, yeah, I made a pale ale and I didn't want to go over the recommended hopping, yeah. it's like, what?
1: Come on. Yeah, Take a chance here and there. Just exactly. five gallons or right. 10 gallons, whatever your batch size is, and uh, make another one the next day. It's normal. You can have both, both things. Mm. Mm-hmm. There you go.
2: Well, and uh, speaking of beer,
1: yeah, I'm kind of thirsty. What's the show
2: about? We're gonna do Scottish ales. Uh-huh. So not Scotch ale. Yeah, Scotch right. ale. We heavy the 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 big boy. Yeah, we're doing the Scottish ales, the shilling ales. Yeah, the sixty shilling, seventy shilling, eighty shilling, ninety shilling. Uh, Those aren't my strong suit. But- the shilling was like a a thing that the brewers had to pay tax based on the strength of the beer or the mm-hmm. amount of malt or whatever it was, and that was the number of shillings of tax that they would pay. amount say. of tax? Right. So it was 60 shillings, 70 shillings, 80. And that, that's what uh, relates to it. You can go to uh, Scotland today, and you will see um, 70 shilling on all the time. Huh. You never see 60 shilling. You never see 80 shilling. You never see 90 shilling. You see 70 that's like, you know, the daily drinker. You know, I see. Sixty's a little too small. Yeah.
1: Everything else too big. Okay. So everywhere you go, you, you just see 70. Huh. And what would that be like an ABV typically? I guess you could look it up. But
2: On a 70, I think it's like 3.2. Let's oh, see yeah. here. That's very much um, a session here. Yeah, 3.2 to 3.9 on the 70 shilling is what uh, Scottish Heavy, which is what the, the 2015 guidelines call it. Um, oh. Yeah. They, heavy. they call that a heavy. Huh? Yeah. Um, I got it. I got it. I got it, Steve. Right. You, right. missed, you messed me up by by scrolling, scrolling right. up. Scroll back down. Go back. You had it perfect. Then slide this page over. There. There you go. All right. No, I I know the yes. So there's uh they call it uh, the light, the heavy, and the export. Oh, 60, 70, 80, which is what they do in the style guide. But if you go to Scotland, pretty much they have 70 shilling on, and you just say, give me a
1: 70 shilling. And That's what they got. Yeah, you don't ask what, for uh, heavy. Is there other beers like bottled? Would they have like a bottled export? Or a and there green?
2: might be, but I never saw any of them You never saw any, any sign no, of that? No. Uh, you know, they list uh, commercial examples on the seventy. Uh, Caledonia Smooth, McEwen 70, Orkney, Raven Ale, Tenant Special Ale. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I think uh, you go over there and just call them 70. I'll have a pint of
1: 70. With a Scottish accent? Uh, Sort of. Something like that. With American accent. American, Scottish. Right. But and then you'll that.
2: ask for, like, you know, do you have 80, 90, 120? They'll be like, no. Huh. Do you have 60? No. Who would want to drink that piss? If you, you know, you ask for, like, you know, stronger, they're like, no. What are you, what are you a drunkard? You You're a problem with the here.
1: society around here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, everybody just drinks 70. But they probably got whiskey there too, you can drink.
2: If you, if you really want to get there. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Country built on whiskey, yeah. and they're like hammering on you for wanting something stronger than 70. Huh? <laughs> was that a There you go. Was was there? Like, you got something bigger than 3.2% ABV? No. Fuck you. There you go. Yeah. Actually, the people are quite nice over there. So No.
1: And I, yeah, it'd be fun to drink that beer for Although a while. Although some
2: bartenders, they're just like, oh, no. What are you What are you looking at? Huh. What are you guys doing? kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, That's somewhat sexual, I'm just saying. You know, if you remove the slinky. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was. Hey, in my mind, it was. So there. Alright, so Scottish Heavy. What isn't? Overall impression, a malt-focused, generally caramelly beer with perhaps a few esters and occasionally a butterscotch average taste. I'd avoid the butterscatch. Um, occasionally. Would, would be yeah, some sort of know. accident? Uh, yeah. Occasionally, you've screwed up. And, yeah, and your homebrew will have butterscotch. I see. Uh, hops only to balance and support the malt. Sure. The malt character can range from dry and grainy to rich, toasty, and caramelly. but it's never roasty, and especially never has peat smoke character. Hallelujah. They got it in there. <laughs> God bless you, Gordon. Yeah. Never has peat smoke character because you go over there, there's no peat smoke character. And these people throwing it in, you know, God bless them, do what you want. But don't call that a classic example. I'm fine if you like peat smoke and you want to throw it in your fine. beer. That's what you should do. That's what you know, homebrewers do. That's what sure. brewers do. You know, do. Do whatever you want. But don't call it a classic example and, and pass it off to people and say, oh, peat is like, uh, you know, traditional. No. Uh, I'll t- I, you know, I will tell you about my, uh, my good friend, uh, Chris Chambers. Dunbar Brewing. Southern oh, yeah. California. Sure, I know Chris. Great, great guy. Mm-hmm. Wonderful guy. And he knows that I hate peat malt. And yet, he will brew these really strong peat malt beers. Really? And then take me someplace to drink one of them. And <laughs> just like, oh my God. I will drink it for him. Mm-hmm. But the rest of you folks... Forget it. I will, drink, I will drink it for him. It's, I mean, the beer's well-made. It's just he throws in that goddamn motherfucking peat malt. He's got a grand opening on his new big expansion. Oh, tonight, I knew he was expanding. Tonight Even tonight, tonight well. was the grand opening. I could have been there. I'm doing this goddamn show instead. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Yeah, there you go. All right. Aroma. Um, aroma. Low to medium maltiness. Soft with flavors of toasted breadcrumbs, ladyfingers, and English biscuits. Low to medium caramel. And low butterscotch is allowable. Light palm fruitiness in best examples. May have low traditional English hop aroma, earthy, floral, orange, citrus, spicy, etc. Peat smoke is inappropriate. God bless you, Gordon. Say it again. Uh. Appearance. Pale copper to very dark brown. Clear, low to moderate, clean, creamy off-white. Flavor. Entirely malt focused with flavors ranging from pale, bready malt. <laughs> with caramel overtones. Kids, kids, hey, 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 you kids. Uh, never roasty or a combination there. Fruity esters are not required, but add depth yet are never high. Hop bitterness to balance the malt. No to low hop flavor is also allowed. Should be of traditional English character, earthy, floral, English, spicy. Finish ranges from rich and malty to dry and grainy. A sub, subtle butterscotch character is allowable are acceptable. However, burnt sugars are not. The malt hop balance tilts towards malt. peat smoke is inappropriate. Bless you, Gordon. <laughs> uh, Mouthfeel: medium low to medium body. Low to moderate carbonation. Can be relatively rich and creamy to dry and grainy. Uh, comments, malt-focused ales that, that gain the vast majority of their character from specialty malts, never the process. Burning malt or wort sugars via kettle caramelization is not traditional, nor is any blatantly butterscotch character. Most frequently a uh, draft product. Uh, Smoke character is inappropriate, and they found traditionally would have come from the peat in the source water. Hmm. I don't believe that. If you ever run, I I used to use peat moss in uh, conditioning water for discus fish. It tastes like dirt. Does not taste smoky. Tastes like dirt. I see. Um, People still say that, but you know, somebody said that early on, and they just. Kept going with it. Uh, Scottish tales with smoke characters should be entered as classic style smoke beer. Classic ingredients, characters, ingredients, uh, Scottish pale malt, grits, or flaked maize, brewers, caramel for color, later adapted to use additional ingredients such as the amber and brown malts, crystal wheat malts, roasted grains, or dark sugars for color, but not the roasty flavor. Sugar adjuncts are traditional, clean, or slightly fruity yeast. Peat smoked malt is inauthentic and inappropriate. God bless you, Gordon. Uh, Style comparison, similar character, wee heavy, but much smaller. Uh, Statistics, 1035 to 1040. Final gravity, 1010 to 1015. Uh, ABV is 3.2 to 3.9. IBU, 10 to 20. SRAM, 13 to 22. Uh, There you go. Um, I am very pleased with this write-up. There's very little to complain with it. Um, That's really come a long way since the early early time cleared some things up very good good. very good i i i I like that one i like that one i think the water peat thing is still stupid but (laughs) i'm sure somebody complained that it was getting taken out but uh yeah there you go uh why don't we do this we will take a uh another break and we'll come back and and taste taste some beers and give some comments and uh i will tell you my caledonian story
0: are tested on storing and serving beer beer styles flavor and tasting the brewing process and ingredients and pairing food with beer learn more about your next beer guide at cicerone.org certified cicerone because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint since the first time the brewing network microphones turned on more beer was behind it More beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making the 21st amendment watch out do you like beer they make beer watch out do
3: you like friends and fun
0: they make friends and fun watch out do you still like to have a good time Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment bar and pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zaneshev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. There are two types of people in the world, naughty and nice. Drogtag is letting you tell it like it is with their naughty or nice labels for the holidays. Grandma getting you down? Slap a naughty label on that four-year-old pale ale and put it under the tree. Did your Uncle Sal add you to his will? Well, he deserves your freshest batch of IPA with a custom Nice label. Pick up one set of each and take 25% off your order by either entering code naughty or nice at checkout. We all know how much beer you have to get rid of. So why not make it look good? Go find them at grogtag.com. And don't forget to sign up for their newsletter to learn about the Gifting with Grogtag 12-day sale during Christmas. Grogtag. At least your beer will look good beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology and beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Now back to Brewing with Style. Woo-hoo!
2: We're back. Yeah. Drinking Scottish Ale. Could Bevo be any more lovely than after she gives us six beers?
1: Six beers beers to try? I mean, this is just
2: amazing. In a a style where, I swear, anybody else would have been like, "Ah, Couldn't find any. Couldn't find any, sorry. Here's one uh, beer that uh, has nothing to do with the style.
1: And she's got us another homebrew. Yes. Is, uh, is Nick available is to listen to us uh, talk about these beers?
2: Well, I'm, I'm telling you,
1: we were talking about this during the break, uh-huh. Tasty and I.
2: We're really very pleased to have you, Porno Steve. We're doubly pleased to have Bevo. Yeah. It feels like we're we're living in the lap of luxury now. Yeah. We got we got the crew. This is great. Got a dedicated staff. Yeah. yeah. People who care and actually do a great job. Doing stuff. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're very pleased. All right. It wasn't a hard act to follow. <laughs> no, oh. no, you're, you're doing better you're than Too soon. Too soon. You're doing better than I would have done. There okay, you go. Okay, that's fair. So, of course, I wouldn't have done shit, but yeah, you know, that's how it goes. All right. So you got Nick on the line. We are going to. We can call him whenever you want. Is he listening? He should listen. Okay. Then listen Nick. Then I'll get him.
1: We'll get you a, a minute here.
2: Or you can introduce him, and then we'll. He can shut up while we talk about the beers. You got him? Yes. No.
3: It's ringing. It's ringing. There he is. Hello. Hello.
2: Nick. Hey guys. Hey, right. thanks for sending in uh, uh, a commercial example and your your homebrew.
4: Absolutely. We really Thanks appreciate so that. It's nice. Yeah. No, right. super stoked to uh, be on the air with you guys. Now, Nick, where, where are you located? Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's yeah. That's how they say it out there, Wisconsin. He's hiding. He's got
1: a thick accent, I can tell. Oh, yeah. He's hiding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> Almost is, is Canadian he, there, isn't he? he, he? Married yeah. People, people oh, like him on,
2: on Fargo. <laughs> I mean, really, you yeah. know.
4: Oh, that's a couple states over then.
2: Oh, yeah. Just, just over to the right there, eh? Hey.
4: Hey, uh, c- could I just say m- my home shop is the Wine and Hop Shop, and oh, cool. uh, they're awesome.
2: Good. Yeah. i tell you, you should be supporting your local homebrew shop because yeah, that's, that's where homebrewers come from. They don't come from do. online shops. They come from the local shops almost always. Right. I mean, some come from the online, but most of them come from the local homebrew shop. That's what gets you started. That's what gets you passionate. That's where, you know, things happen. So yeah. absolutely support your local homebrew shop. Um, all right. So we've tried your beer. So you're going to need to uh, just sit there and take it while we go through, yeah. the, through the beers. And then we'll <laughs> ask you how you made this abomination of a beer. We will, yeah. we will uh, drag you through the mud here, Nick. Sounds good. If you win, you get a Corvette, I am told.
4: Well, I, I think I won the Jet Ski by default. Oh, when I sent a cream ale. Oh, that's. What, you are the cream ale uh,
2: jet ski winner. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. How, how's that treating you? You, you take oh, that out on the lakes nice. there,
4: eh? Up north.
2: Up north, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Let's start with uh, Porno Steve. Porno Steve, what is your analysis of these? So these I don't oh, want... I didn't mention what we have. The, the, the lovely Bevo. Oh, that uh, will forget They're freaking knock it out of the park. All right, so we've got Odell's ninety shilling. We have uh, Bellhaven uh, Scottish Ale in the blue label, the which says the original that, Scottish craft, which is different than how they how I've always had Bellhaven in the bottle, which is this clear bottle. Yes, this is, so they, they got the brown twelve ounce. They also have this. Like 16 ounce clear bottle, Bellhaven Scottish Ale. That's how I always got it. Uh, Always skunky. And now they have this craft beer version with a sloppily, sloppy font that makes it look more crafty, I guess. Mm. Uh, So she got both of those. And then uh, she provided us with uh, Salty Scott, which she said, I knew this, this wasn't in style, but it seemed fun. I thought, you know, we could mix it in there. You know, good call, Bebo. Uh, sea Salted Caramel Scottish Style Ale. Uh, Salty Scott 7.5%. Project Canada. God knows who brewed it. Um, some brewery. There you go. Uh, so not in style, but yeah, it was fun. And then, uh, Nick, you sent in the Lake Louis Brewing uh, Warp Speed Scotch Ale. And you sent in your uh, Scottish Ale as well. All right. So that's the
3: rundown. Steve? All right. <clears throat> Actually, um, so I don't know a lot about Scottish Ale at all. And um, I'm just going to go by what I l- liked and what I thought might be closest to so-said so, uh, style. Um, I think the 90 shilling... It's going to be my first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, not a ton of butterscotch, if any, at all. Um, pretty dry, which it could be. Um, a little grainy. A little caramel. Um, not too roasty at all. Um, good beer. Enjoyable to drink. Um, Ah, the second. I'm actually torn in between the homebrew and the Bellhaven Scottish Blue Label. The Bellhaven Scottish Blue Label has a lot of butterscotch going on in it. A lot of caramel. I get a lot of butterscotch at the very end. It's in the aroma. Yeah, that too. Um, But at the same time, it's not overly roasty, too, so that's all right. I actually do like the homebrew a lot too. Um, yeah, nice dry finish. Um, yeah, I can't really pick out anything that's done. I mean, that stands out. That's really bad about it. Uh-huh. I enjoy drinking. I would enjoy drinking it. Cool. Um, as far as the, what is that? The Saint, the Louis. Lake Louie. The Lake, Lake Louie. The Lake Louie is just, I can't, I don't even want to drink it anymore. <laughs> so there's obviously a lot wrong with it. There's a demon in that bottle. Yeah, it's, it's it's very corpse Corpsey? It's very corpsey. corpse-y
1: yeah, that's right. yeah. it's like, and then like, uh, i got to get that ready meat, meat out of the back of the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: it's like, it? cut that Perhaps thing going the on.
2: BJCP should add corpsey <laughs> to
3: the. <original laughs> yeah. Allowable, is. yeah. Oh, okay. um, then the other Bellhaven Scottish is. Just skunked, mm-hmm. like, the really, bottle. really, really bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Clear bottle is really bad. Um, what's this one? The salty sea salt one. I mean, it's a, it's all right, but it's um, caramel. I mean, it's, like, so sweet and caramel. Mm-hmm. It would not be close to the style that it describes, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if you could consider it anywhere close to that.
2: Okay, so your ranking is
3: number one. 90 shilling. Number, number two. Number two, I'll go with... The Bellhaven, the, Bell number uh, the Blue Label, Homebrew. Number, number four, I'm gonna go with the Clear Label. Clear Label, huh? yeah. number five. Uh, number five, I'm gonna which go with the Seesaw like. just because See- it's a lot better than the, the
2: Louis. Well, Lake Louis. is yeah. number six. All right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're getting better at this, Steve. Nothing. you. Yeah, you're thanks. starting to describe why it is
4: that you're What's making your, your choice,
2: prices? which is which is the important part of it because people listen and they're playing along on the home version of the game which you can buy for a 995 out of the uh green network store um you know what they're looking for is not like oh this you know tastes like whatever because we all know these things change over time mm-hmm. as you as you, when you get your 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 bottles or your cans or whatever and so you need to describe what you're tasting so they can also go along with, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting, you know, the the salty. I'm getting the caramel or I'm getting the skunky or mm-hmm. whatever. And and they can say, oh, oh, so that's not part of the style. That's, that's what we're trying to do here is kind of give people, you know, a chance to taste with us, uh, you know, and not necessarily from the same bottle, but, uh, you know, things to look out for.
1: All right. Tasty. All right. Well, um, you know, in sort of like a best of show format, I've, I've, I've thrown out the uh, the Lake Louis, which uh, has uh, some really weird things going on there. The Well Skunked uh, Bellhaven, and uh, I don't think the Salty Scott is right to style.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, aren't, doesn't have a salt character to it. So I'm, I'm basically in, in the running here, and then I'll, I'll just put all those into the whatever those those uh, then. Those two would be in the, uh, and those three would be in the, uh, did not, did uh, not to compete category, but the, uh, the, uh, Odell, uh, 90 is really good. I like that beer. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much when I can glean from the style and the other ones I've tasted. People put these in front of me quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's really good out like the way it's understated, you know, low, low, uh, low roast, low, you know, real character, nice and clean. Um, the the uh the Bellhaven uh uh brown bottle uh does it has a little more uh character than I can would probably want to get a pour of. I think it'd be a little bit more than I could uh, get through. Uh wouldn't order a second pint because of that. And uh coming in second I have Nick's uh Nick's beer, which is really good. Uh it has, has just a bit a little bit of a I mean, vegetative aroma, I can't quite place what it is. Maybe it's an aging thing. Uh, but all in all, I, I like I like the beer a lot. I could drink multiple pints of uh, of your beer, Nick. All right. All, right.
2: all right. So you've got uh, ninety shilling is first. Nick Nick is number two. Bellhaven Craft is number three, yeah. and all the rest are or just in the loser loser in, bracket in, in in the in the crapper. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh, <sighs> I also have to go with Odell's 90 shilling as first place. I think that that's a quality beer. The thing that I don't like about it as far as drinking Scottish beer in Scotland is it's too bitter. Yeah. It's it's too hoppy. Yeah. It's a little too dry. Too Americanized, maybe. Too Americanized. Yeah. It's too American. We're I don't think it's. I don't it. think it's you know God's gift to Scottish's. Scottish, no. but it's damn, it's good damn beer. good beer. Yeah. Right? I could drink a a few gallons of this. Yeah, that's a great beer. Um, is it the best example of Scottish ninety? I don't think so. No, but uh, that's solid. You know, as as to what we have on the table. Uh, I would go second place. I would give to Nick. I think that the thing that the tracks on this one is what you're saying. I, I think it actually has a little bit more malt complexity than the Odell's. Mm-hmm. I think what Tasty was saying with the it's got a bit of a vegetal kind of thing going on, but what I think it is is kind of a Munich malt uh kind of character that An is,
1: ester that's
2: Yeah, it's a weird Munich malt expressing thing where itself a little bit it differently. It kind of comes across kind of grainy, vegetally, y DMSy. Um, so maybe a different selection of Munich malt on that or something. A different, you know, a different brand of Munich malt perhaps. But it shows great malt character. Um, it shows clean ferment. I think that both of these, the Odell's and, and Nick's, do not have the body of the Bellhaven. Now, the Bellhaven part of the body is some diacetyl. It's also got that apple, when they're talking about palm fruit, um, it's got a a real apple-y kind of thing going on. Um, So I'd have Odell's number one, Nick number two, uh, the Bellhaven number three, the Bellhaven Craft number three. I would go with the Bellhaven. Eh, No, I'm going to throw the Salty Scott in as number four, (laughs) even though it's completely out of style. It's drinkable. I I actually thought it was pretty well made. And it's yeah. caramelly and salty. No, no, that's a fine beer.
3: You can enjoy drinking it, yeah. I could drink that.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. That's pretty good. Um, and I'd put that over the Bellhaven Clear, which is so skunky. When I popped the top on that thing... Filled the room. Instantly, it was just skunk everywhere. Um, so I'm so glad to see Bellhaven doing uh, brown yeah. bottles. The long and, yeah. yeah. And then lastly i would have the lake louis which there are some fermentation problems or something going on and uh it's uh
1: i think somebody might
2: have actually died in the fermenter
1: Somebody <laughs> fell in don't <laughs> be, cruel. Don't do be an inventory.
2: cruel but I, I i just don't think it has the fermentation character that is appropriate to the style which is a, a fairly clean oh, fermentation sure. you can have some subtle hints of maybe some diacetyl some yeah. subtle hints of some uh You know, Apple, uh, you know, some subtle hints of these things. But it should still be pretty clean. I brewed my Scottish ales with 001. Oh, that's right. And, you know, I like, you know, that was medals in the second round. Oh, my God. You know, the beer beer would be four years
1: old and you're meddling with it. (laughs) Right. So
2: I think that, you know, fermentation character is important on this. All right, Nick, you have come in second place. You did not win the Corvette tonight. Well done, Nick. But uh, that's still well done in a field of of, uh, some pretty impressive beers there. Uh, You want to share with us how you brewed this beer, what your recipe was?
4: I have uh, three words. Brewing (laughs) classic (laughs) styles.
2: Hey, well, I I think it's first place. I'm I'm, I'm changing his mind. uh, Changing my mind. There
1: we go.
2: Yeah, I think the only thing... Is maybe maybe the Munich malt you used?
4: Yeah, I was I was taking a look. Oh. It's it's best malts, uh Munich and it was the seven point yeah. six SRM one or whatever, and it was four percent. Mm. Um you know, looking at my recipe, the the only the only thing that I feel like I could be doing differently is maybe mashing in a little higher to maybe get more of that body you're talking about. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, that would help. Yeah. But I used O one and fermented mm-hmm. right at sixty five and all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that I've been really dialing in, um, Madison water up here in Wisconsin, is a. Uh, you know, I, maybe if I'm remembering the water book correctly, right, is a groundwater, maybe, and so it's high bicarbonate. Uh-huh. So I, I just kind of went with the water. I, I, you know, I bought the test kit and,
3: mm-hmm. you
4: know, tested it myself. And I was a chemistry major, so I have some sort of reproducibility with that stuff. But I, uh, you know, the pH, I'm still dialing it in on this. Mm -hmm. all grain system that Blickman came out with this brew easy thing and uh you know it's it's kind of wacky to mash in with 15 gallons like your sparge water and everything you know and so you have like a small volume in the top and then you add your grains and then watch the ph shift and then you start recirculating and it changes dynamically Mm -hmm. so Still figuring that out, so I don't know right. if you have any tips on what, maybe what kind that. of
2: mash pH did you get once it was recirculating for a bit?
4: you know it dropped down, but it you know so it started out when it was just sort of like the the dough in mm-hmm. before the recirc it was like five eight mm. and then once I started recirculating dropped down to five six so it was mm. a little high,
2: yeah, yeah Um hmm. I mean well, that might be related uh. You know, I, I would, uh, if it were me, I might, you know, dose a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, acid into either phosphoric or lactic into my my mash water to kind of pull me down a little bit further.
1: Yeah. You're starting, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You know what your starting gravity is for your strike water? I mean, the pH of the strike water?
4: The starting gravity of the strike water? Uh, uh,
1: the pH, yeah. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. I <Yeah>. think <laughs> it's
4: uh, <laughs> pH. So I think the starting pH is like 7.4, 7.5. Yeah, get that down yeah. to 7. Yeah.
2: I used to I used to take my, my water, all my brewing water, yeah. and I'd adjust that before I started. That's what I, would, I do. I, I would I... knock it down to 5.2. Oh, the,
1: all the yeah, water
2: yeah. to 5.2? Yeah, all the, my water to 5.2 wow. with they, the acid. Huh?
4: The Gordon Strong guy wrote this book that came out that talked about yeah, that's crap. Taking oh, your okay, <laughs> water down to 5.5. Uh, five. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Just RO water
2: yeah wow ro well all right so here's the thing ph readings on ro water or distilled water is meaningless yeah that's, that 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 doesn't mean anything it's it's so unstable that whatever ph reading you get doesn't there's mean no anything. buffers there at all right it's like it's right. Buffers. Yeah, yeah so you can't you can't believe that yeah. got it so i love gordon but that's bad advice um Y you, you gotta have some, some buffering uh salts in there. And uh, okay. the the best thing to do is you know, so your are starting water, your tap water is seven four, you said?
4: Seven two? Yeah. I can pull up. I used the Palmer yeah. you know, a spreadsheet calculator and
2: But you've tested with the oh, yeah. water kit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I tested
4: so, it a couple times. Right. Tried to and you know what it...
2: the pH is? The the thing to do is, you know, dose that with some some acid. And just drive it down. That's going to drop a lot of the bicarbonate out, and you, you're going to get to a, a range. And if if you drop your water to five two, mm-hmm. then you know a, a, a grist like this will settle out into the five five two five four range. No Got it. Uh, if you have something that's a much darker beer, don't drive it down quite so much because that roast is going to drive it down even further. If you have something really pale, uh, you know five twos the the way to go uh maybe in 5-1 if you're something like this that's kind of in between you can go drive your water down to you know 5-2 to 5-4 and you should be fine thanks so you try that that may have some you know maybe if this was you know what was the final ph of the beer
1: that i have not tested
2: Ah, uh, you should test that. So All you right. want to be in it's the... something that, as home berries, we don't do
1: much of, but right. it's relevant. Yeah.
4: Okay. Right. Yeah, it's still, right, before you carbonate?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you can stir it out. Right. And, sure. You know, the, the carbonic acid will will, will be a,
1: a smaller right. yeah. amount. but through a coffee filter, it'll take a strip of it.
2: When you, um, but when you, uh, you know, your, your mash pH, your mash pH can actually be higher. But the only problem with and actually your mash conversions and all that work better at a higher pH. But when you really what you want to finish out at, what the kettle you know your 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 boil and all that wants to be at a lower pH, and your your finishing pH wants to be even lower than that. Um, And that's the problem with having a higher mash pH. It's not that it's bad for the mash; it's bad for the final process.
1: Uh, Right? Yeah.
2: But uh, you know, so that might be part of the relationship there, because it 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 tastes really good. It's just that Thanks. one little thing. I think you're yeah. real you're real close. You know, a couple I, of things, and and you and you could have a Corvette.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you still got the beer. If you do, check check the finished pH. Right. You yeah, know, I always do, yeah. add acid after the fact. Yeah. Oh. Try it. You can in fact you can try your you can mm-hmm. see what your beer would be like if it was a lower pH. This blew my
4: mind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But it's, it's good. That's solid. Like I said, I think that's the number one uh, winner right there. Yay. Yeah, if it wasn't for these other guys, I would, Hotel, I would have given you the
1: Corvette. you be the guy. Mm-hmm. I,
4: I just got to say, my, my father-in-law loves that Lake Louie, and that's why I sent oh, yeah. it. Nice.
1: What it's, do you it, think it of the, Lake Louie? Did you, did you have a bottle? That, uh, this was completely fouled here.
4: You know, uh, what I've tasted a lot of times is kind of like a diacetyl. Like comes and goes, you know. Um in his fermentations over the you know few years I've been living up here. It's it's interesting.
2: Yeah. Now not not BSing here, but if you're tasting just Nick's beer and the, the Odell, mm-hmm. which one has a richer malty character?
1: Oh uh, next
2: Which one has, you know, the right balance.
4: All right.
2: Seriously. Oh, that's a good beer. Yeah. That's a good Scottish ale right there. It's a good recipe,
4: I'll tell you that.
2: That's good stuff. Yeah, you you did a great job with it. The Odell's coming across a little too hoppy and, and dry. I mean, if I'm looking for good Scottish yeah. ale.
1: You're right in there, Nick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's I, good. In you, fact, I, did good in fact, I we... think I'm, yeah, 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 no, I'm thinking, as it warms, yours warms up and I'm uh, right. appreciating this maltiness, yeah. Like, yeah, here's, I, I, I was worried it
4: dried out too much. Got down to ten ten, and started at ten fifty. Right, and uh, like I thought that like it went yeah. towards the grainy side of things. You know, sort of like right, right. It's like, yeah,
2: yeah. Once it dries out, you know, the graininess pops, and maybe that's another part of uh, you know the mm. whole thing. Yeah, like you're saying, if you went a higher mash temp, and uh, yeah, higher mash temp.
4: Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, you're, you're
2: you're killing it, and then, and then uh, you know, you know, check your water, and
1: and you're good. Good job. Get some of that phosphoric acid at, at uh, what's the name of the homebrew uh, shop?
4: That would be the Wine and Hop Shop, and and in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Shop. so All have
1: right. it.
2: Next time in, in Wisconsin, I'll 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 swing by.
4: Come on by, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much, Nick, for. Uh, for' playing along and uh sending in beers uh all the rest of you out there you uh you should absolutely send us beers just like Nick did, and uh maybe you too could win the corvette uh send it to the lovely Bevo bivo at uh Bevo with two es and uh she will she will coordinate for you to ship us your elixir of of love yeah, and we will uh talk about it here on the show yeah love to have you on all right great. Thanks again, Nick. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will uh, have more interesting information on Scottish shales
0: right after this. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the Brewing Network.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arpanet migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that Hop Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate, or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch jade and the gadget guy roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you so visit the site or visit the store in dublin california and support those that support you get your brewing on at hoptech.com Oh, my God. Star treatment today. introducing clarity firm from white labs an amazing tool for pro brewers and home brewers clarity firm is an endoprotease that will reduce chill haze and increase the stability of your beer and produces gluten reduced beer clarity firm is easy to use just add it when you pitch your yeast and clarity firm will do its work during fermentation when fermentation is complete chill haze will already have been addressed In addition, reduce the gluten content in beers made with barley and wheat with Clarity Firm. Most beers made with Clarity Firm will test below 20 parts per million, the current international standard for gluten-free, better-looking, and more stable beer with the added benefit of reduced gluten so you can pour your beer for more friends and customers. Why wouldn't you use Clarity Firm? Clarity Firm from White Labs. The reasons are crystal clear. Learn more at whitelabs.com. for strike and sparge water ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection that's williamsbrewing.com orders placed by 4pm pacific time weekdays ship the same day brewing is easy the williams way And Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. Alright, we're back.
2: Tasty and I during the break we're we're talking about um, Steve's shortcomings. And we're <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about uh um, Munich Malls and all these things. And and really I, I can't count. We we came to the conclusion, didn't we? Yeah. That we would we would go with the belhaven or no, the uh, uh, uh Odell Ninety no. as first. Even though it's a little too hoppy, a little too clean, a little you know, a little more bitter, um, a little more Americanized. Someone
1: criticizes for it being out of style,
2: right? Impressed. Right. So you know, it's it's a little too much of the this, that, the other thing. But it's a, a beautifully made beer. Yeah. And then with the with Nick's, we're getting a little bit of that uh, you know vegetally kind of character. But I don't think it's vegetally. It's not
1: a fermentation issue. It's right. more no, of a
2: it's, recipe. Yeah, it's more of a recipe thing or an ingredient process thing. Process or something. And so, um, you know, and, and the funny thing is, so the Odell's, it's it's kind of like a recipe thing. With the with Nick's, it comes across as a, like a brewer thing. Yeah. But, and that's why, you know, if something is flawed in the process, you you ding that. If something is flawed in the recipe, you, you can give it a pass. Right. That's why you choose because one of the, the other. Intent. However, I'm thinking now Nick said he was using best malts Munich. Recently in our torment, which we use Munich malt, I was drinking and I was like, ah God, we really got to tone down the Munich because I taste it. I can taste that kind of vegetally Munich y thing. I'm wondering. If Nick needs to choose a different Munich and we need to choose a different Munich. When I was brewing the homebrew, I did a lot of Durst and I did a lot of Weirman. Uh, So I'm wondering if Nick and Heretic need to choose a different uh, Munich malt. I mean, I've used it in a number of things. has been fine. But... uh, yeah, yeah, it's got me
1: questioning. At higher levels of, say, one malt versus another, you may get a, a different, you know, representation.
2: Might might be something else. And
1: your process know. would affect it. Like, you're boiling, how you boil, how vigorous it is. is going to affect, you know, those malts differently. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And, you know, it may just be one year versus another. And the crop, sure. You know, um, yeah, I've, I've had that problem with other malts. Uh, so, I, uh, just, uh, that's something very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, Something to consider. All right. Uh, My Scottish uh, heavy 70 shilling, and you can, you know, crank this down, crank this up just by changing the amount of base malt, Uh, it's really was inspired by an article by Ray Daniels about making Scottish ales and the, you know, doing the traditional methods and all that stuff Mm. or, you know, adding all these specialty malts. And he listed a whole bunch of specialty malts and and, and and that turned out really good, but what I did was I adjusted my specialty malts based on feedback from competition, and got to a point where tasty, you know, hey, multiple second round medals for that Scottish ale because of in the first you know,
1: round you place first, second, third. Yes, I yeah. right. I yeah. have
2: swept the category yeah. with, with
1: with that. That's your money. best swept, most swept category,
2: right? And um, and I've gotten multiple gold medals in the second round. uh in that category, in that category, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, at the same time, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it, this is dialed in. This is a quality recipe. Well, Nick's uh, using it.
1: He's a smart guy,
2: right? Yeah, this is a winner. Um, but I think you know, choice of ingredients makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, little tweaks. You know, with water and all that. I mean, if you if you're gonna it's a session you know, in beer, you know, you got everything is going to show up. Beat somebody over the head with, uh, you know, then then you know that could be, you know something special yep. uh but thanks to ray daniel for getting me uh you know started down that road and i think uh you know turns out turns out a great beer uh og 1038 finishing gravity uh 1014 uh it's only 63 percent apparent uh, attenuation 15 ibu 13 srm alcohols 3.2 abv You're going to uh, put in uh, 6.5 pounds, 2.95 kilograms British Pale Ale Malt. You're going to use a half pound, 227 grams Munich Malt. You're going to use uh, Crystal 40, 1 pound, uh, 0.45 kilograms. uh, Honey Malt, uh, 0.5 pounds, 227 grams. Crystal 120. A quarter pound, one one thirteen grams, and a little bit of pale chocolate. Uh two hundred love pale chocolate, three ounce, uh eighty five grams. You're gonna mash at one hundred and fifty eight degrees Fahrenheit, seventy C.
1: Well, we've nicked that.
2: Uh I don't know. Uh maybe you should go in higher. Maybe. You could go up.
1: <laughs> right. Can you really go higher? Isn't that like uh a...
2: Didn't we do the Lagunitas beers at one sixty five, one sixty two, no, or something? We, didn't do it. we did one sixty two, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Go back, yeah, 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 yeah. Go back, go back, go back so. to the archives. I'm just saying. Uh, Kent Goldings, you're going to do five percent alpha acid, sixty minutes, three quarter ounce, twenty one grams. Gives you about fifteen IBUs using Rager. I like to use. White Labs California Ale 001 on this, or you can use the y Yeast American Ale uh, 1056. Uh, people use Scottish Ale and all that, of course they would, and then and that's fine. But I'll tell you, you know, you use the the Cal Ale, and you're winning gold medals in the in the second <laughs> round of the NHC.
1: Why do you think that is? This is obviously we need to know this.
2: I think you know,
1: does the Scottish yeast make it worse or?
2: It gives it a little bit more of a funk, almost seems like a little bit of almost contamination. It's got a kind of an interesting ester or profile. or profile that, you know, gives it a little bit off, huh. a little bit off. Uh, and like I said, if you want to make a, a 60 shilling, you uh, decrease your base malt, um, or if you want to make a 8 shilling, you increase your base malt, and, you know, makes a great beer. Um Couldn couldn't be better.
1: I yeah, yeah, you know, those beers are great. Yeah.
2: Well, there you go. Nice. Thanks. Have you ever made a Scottish Ale, Scott? Nope.
1: Uh, I you? never entered that in a competition. You were always in a way. No.
2: I'm the only one. Yeah. Only one in the room has made the Scottish Ale. Yep. Good stuff. Great, easy drinking beer. Oh yeah. I would say that uh you know, if you're if you're looking to uh uh, make a great scottish ale you know look at look to those ingredients look to you know your process i think you know nick's really close to uh you know slamming an award-winning uh, uh scottish right there
1: yeah i believe so very nice
2: oh well, there you go all right another fine show um you know make sure to check out oh adam and eve Check out their 10 goodies that they give you. You go there, you soft code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. They're going to give you a free gift for her, Mm -hmm. free gift for him, free gift for both of you, uh, six free adult DVDs, including Porno Steve in Texas Crack Hunter, and uh, free shipping. All right, where's the cowboy hit? Uh, (laughs) A big one and a little one, yeah. Uh, all for using the offer code Jamel J A M I L. Strap
1: on both. <laughs> Adam and Eve. <laughs> Gentstrap. That's J M J A M I L. Gotcha.
2: At AdamandEve.com. and yeah. And check out the Brewing Network store. Brewingnetwork.com slash store. Lots of goodies in there. They've got uh, your uh, your uh, porta potty, branded Brewing Network. Yep, that's they've, right. got the, uh, they've got the they've uh, got the uh, the Uber vehicle They've got it all. It's all there. Right it there. And uh, check it out. All that you buy goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps support this show. So check it out dot com slash store. Until then, everybody, Bruce strong. And often.